Hello. Welcome back to Tina's chat. With Harry and a Pat. Harry and a Pat. Harry and a Pat. <laughs> A.K.A. Zara. Woohoo! What? Harry and a Pat? Yeah, it just came out. I didn't mean it. Ah, like... A Pat. Harry and a Pat on the head. Oh, okay. No, I'm joking. I don't okay. know. That's a... I mean, that's a new one. So, I was told not to to bring up Yeah, don't stuff. bring it up. But you've changed the no, news thing. No, I haven't. Thing, you brought the it up OG now. Thing. I haven't. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. What have you got to drink? Uh, nothing. You took it away from me. That makes it sound like I've taken a, a full drink. I took your empty cup away from you. I was drinking a chai, but now it's gone, so Harry took it. Sadness. And I don't really want another one because I'll be peeing when we teach later. So. Oh, fair enough. I have a pint of water because I won't be peeing. Is your phone on or is that mine? Uh, it's your phone. Sorry! Yeah, busy, busy woman. Where is it? Can you not find it? Oh, there it is in your pocket. <laughs> just joking, just joking. Um, anyway. No, don't. I haven't finished talking about my water. Yeah, okay, it's go ahead. It's tap water uh, and it's in a Doom Bar glass because I'm a big Doom Bar fan. That's a new thing. Maybe we should do a Saturday, Saturday Night Pod episode. Uh, it's Christmas special. Christmas special. Mold We're, wine. Oh, yes. Love mold wine. You don't like mold wine. No, I'll have a Doombar. You like it's like, we both like Doombar actually, don't we? You know, for those of you listeners who would like to get us a little Christmas gift. No one buys a Christmas gift. Harry. But if you want to <laughs> No uh, I don't want any <laughs> Christmas yeah. gifts. Ten pack of Doombar. Let's <laughs> round. Anyway. Um <laughs> Zara's leading this podcast today because it's better. Harry's in a chatty, he's going to run off with the wind mood. Um, so I'm just going to you know, <sighs> keep us on track. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's Sorry fair. if I keep yawning, I've gone really yawning. Go, oh, and there we go. Yawning. <sighs> I, don't, I must just be really tired today. You've been working up far too hard. <laughs> too many podcasts. <laughs> Never. Never. Okay, so today we are talking about the gap between the training the training the training <laughs> I told you I'm tired <laughs> yeah. are you sure you're going to be uh, to leave this podcast? I don't know the right. gap between let's go again take two gap between training and the industry training in the industry so what we mean by that is you know You've talked about this a bit more, about the little bubble you're in while you're training. Oh, yes. And then you get thrown out into the big bad world and you're like, uh, yeah. what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, I think it can be like that, can't it? It's, uh... I, I think, um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I do think you had that experience a bit more than me. I think... I can only talk from my experience. No, but you you, do, you talk about that a lot, like do in I? the sense of being in that little... that college bubble mm. whereas I don't necessarily feel like I had that I, I feel like there were certain aspects of it that um, were sort of bubble-esque and there's a safety in that but at the same time I think we I, I fully knew what to expect from the industry and we were already in it doing additions and stuff before we graduate I don't I don't really feel like I was thrown into anything I think I was actually mm. quite well prepared Um it's probably something that varies from individual to individual, like yeah. in various other things, like we said before. I do feel like, for me, and I, I definitely some of the people I've spoke to, there's, and maybe this is just from an acting course perspective. I don't know. There's a there was an element of the bubble burst, and all of a sudden you've been going from, you know, training 
five days a week, forty plus hours. Yeah, that to is like a... nothing really. Like, uh, it is yeah. nothing because as much as you're paying for a course in whatever way you might be paying for it, you you are then like it's more funds that are coming out of your back pocket, you know. Oh yeah. Better than paying for anything further. That's a good point because that's definitely not something that was maybe highlighted enough. Is that you you're doing all this training and then you move down to London or you you're you stay where you are and you're taking class, but then you're paying every time you're doing class. Yeah. So it's like to go to two classes a week. It's like at least twenty pound. Yeah. You know. It adds up quickly, and it, and you want to keep your skills sharp. Of course you do. Who doesn't? You know, it's like when you do when you cutting something with blunt knives. It's just. It's just not as efficient, is it? So, it's you want to make sure everything's functioning as it should, and I think that along and maybe part of it for me was like, I think I had done a couple of auditions before I graduated as well, but it's just maybe the switch up of environments for me, going because I was living in Birmingham, then I would have gone and lived at home for a couple of months in the summer, then I went to move to London. Uh, and it was all just a bit like whoa all these different things are happening all at once and I think there's elements of it that you you are not prepared for that you're not going to be prepared for by your college if Mm. that makes sense like your college isn't going to tell you I mean maybe they will (laughs) where you move to is what I was going to say I think there's a lot of emphasis on London keeps coming up in uh, quite a few things we talk about it's not necessary uh, to be there you don't mm-hmm. have to be there um, but it's little things like that you know like a lot of changes a lot of things happen very quickly maybe that's my way of processing it it's like all of a sudden I've had all these friends that I've been training with I've been training so regularly like I've said and now I'm living here and I've got to try and find a job and I'm getting auditions through every so often and like this 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 world has totally just Flipped it's the, the the rug's been pulled out from under your feet almost and it's mm. like wow now I'm doing this which is kind of partly what I knew was going to happen but also I feel like in no way I was expecting any of this yeah you know because I guess as well is the nature of the industry you don't know what's going to happen you could have your first job lined up before you even graduate you know I'm sure you know people we both know people who have actually miss graduation because yeah, they've yeah, gone off yeah. to do jobs so it, it's everyone's different everyone's experience is different exactly and that you know there's people who may do that and have that job and then they may not work for like three years and it's like that's that must be a, a whole new thing you know? yeah uh, well i guess that sort of leads us into a good point and something i'll ask you more from an acting perspective what do you yeah. think but What's, what was the biggest difference for you between training and then being in the real world? What was the biggest, like... I think for me, I quite enjoyed my training and particularly into my third year, some of the classes they were, people kind of would fade out of coming to because they were kind of like, well, you're coming to the end of your third year, you can, you know, some of these classes, if you want to stop, you can. I was kind of like, well, you know, however much of this student loan I end up paying back like I want to get the most out of it so I'm going to go to absolutely everything Um, so maybe it felt a bit more drastic that all these classes that I enjoyed doing had just gone Um, 
and maybe the social element of that changed as well like the social element in between classes and after classes before classes whatever I think maybe maybe I felt that because all of a sudden you you're working with like a little group of your cohort aren't you and it just disperses into the world and the familiarity you have within the people you're around mm. isn't there anymore uh, I think this is where everyone's sort of experience will differ because some people maybe can't wait to leave that little cohort. Oh maybe absolutely there's definitely was people like that within mm. even like you know individuals you could I could see that within my cohort that some people were like cool yeah bye yeah you know I'm never going to speak to you again. Which uh, is fine. Yeah of course it is um, but I, I don't know I just felt like it, we've all been on this crazy journey together and now it's just ended and I don't know it, it was just even now you can hear it in the way I'm talking it's just that I've not really processed the this this three years of life and it's like there's so much that's happened and so much that has happened before and since and I, I don't know it's it's like a there's no I didn't feel that there was an, a transitional period Mm. It was like, okay, your train's coming up to the platform now, but we ain't stopping at this station, so get ready to jump. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's uh, I'm finding out a word, apparently. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, you've said well, what about you? I, I didn't want to jump in if you weren't doing speaking, but um, I don't know. I feel like maybe the biggest change for me was just that when you're training... There's a sense of security there. There's, you know you're going to get up and you're going to have ballet at 8am. You know yeah. you know who's going to be in your class. You know who's going to stand at which position on the bar. You know who's, you know, you're going to spend lunch with that day and what to expect from the teachers. And it's like everything's very secure, especially by the time you're graduating, having been there for three years. You know that yeah. you're going to do certain productions. You sort of know rightly or wrongly what the sort of hierarchy is amongst you all that's the wrong word to say but yeah no, like I don't, the yeah. just sort of the dynamic of where you all fit and that's all very like there's a security in that that I feel like every human sort of looks for and I think even though I was I feel really prepared by my training on what was going to happen like how it's going to feel to be in London like because obviously when I was training I lived at home the whole time like I had mm. that and then I moved out so that was obviously a huge train change to be in a house with five strangers and like yeah I'll bet whatever like down the other end of the country from my family like it's yeah it's that was obviously a change in itself but I didn't feel unprepared for that I didn't really at the time I don't think I felt this massive like change other than the fact that it there was a lot more uncertainty it was a lot more I could go to the sedition and get a job but I could also go and get cut first round so I need to go get another job to pay my bills because I'm now living in London and having to pay these bills which I hadn't done before because I mm. lived at home and but then I could I have to find a job that works around these additions and then also once I have that job if I get a job if I get a a, a like performing job two weeks later I need to be able to leave that job without it being a big deal like I think it was it was navigating the actual logistics of the uncertainty 
whereas before we just got off for Bali every morning and that was just it and it was a routine yeah. and it was fine I think you put that really well um, so that was the biggest change for me and I think maybe in that the hardest bit was keeping my brain like in a a positive not it's going to be okay place like mm-hmm. go get a job take things as they come like go with the flow rather than this like sort of searching for this like the same sort of security I had when I was mm. training um, yes, I think you put that really well because when you say that especially that kind of between the structure and like okay now you're creating the structure yeah you do it yourself makes uh, I, I think that's when you say that that's like I feel like yeah that's probably what I was trying to search for <laughs> <laughs> as always um, but that makes it makes me think of spinning plates it's like yeah. someone's like okay you're going to do this now spin that plate and then you're going to do this tomorrow spin that plate and then you're going to do this tomorrow spin that plate okay off you go and it's like oh right oh now I'm spinning those plates yeah uh, but actually oh, oh, I don't they've that, sort of like told you that actually, you need to spin them but it's the first time you've done it yourself so you're yes, like yeah 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 that you, makes sense you're so in, in engrossed in the training yeah. itself uh, it's almost I guess the life part of it yeah maybe as well because when you said about you moving of course and living at home like yes I had the benefit of moving to London with people I'd already known and lived with oh I moved with people I never knew yeah so so it's actually interesting from those perspectives mm. um, individually as well because uh, you know whatever the journey for whoever it is there'll be factors won't they yeah because you could move and live like I could have done a similar thing like as you mm-hmm. but moved from not living with my family or yeah you could have moved down with people you know and you know, like everything it's, changes, it's so it? flexible and like you say everything changes it then will go on to change beyond that and yeah. beyond that and beyond that I think that is actually an interesting and like good piece of advice though for anyone who is about to graduate and whether you are going to stay at home whether you're moving to the northeast to the south to the west to yeah. wherever you're going <laughs> wherever I you think, want to be um find a new routine and a new normal for you amongst the uncertainty because in in the industry there's always going to be an element of you know you're going to have to get a self-tape in by tomorrow you're going to need to (laughs) you've got an addition at the end of the week that you haven't planned for but you're going to have to go or you've got booked a job and you have to be in Egypt for six months like it there's always going to be that element of the industry it's just how it is at the minute but I think finding your own own like routine and pattern in that so if you know that you've got a ballet class you can get to on a Wednesday morning and you like that ballet class go that's a non-negotiable you you go to that ballet class every Wednesday morning because that is your routine and maybe you've got an acting workshop on a Friday well you go to that acting workshop and okay you look at the logistics of can I afford another class no okay so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an at-home workout every Monday and Tuesday that's my routine and then I'm going to get coffee with my friend (laughs) I'm gonna get coffee with my friend on a Friday as well, and that that you you work around that, and then okay, so logistically I need a job, so I'm gonna get this job like how we did working in the theatre. That was in the mm-hmm. evening, so we had our days yeah. free. Okay, so I'm gonna look at jobs that are in the evenings. Okay, that works, you know, and working out a routine that works right for you. So when the other bits of of you, it's almost like you're building this wall, and then when these other bits of like random bits come in that can be a bit overwhelming and stressful your wall's secure you know Mm. what you're doing and you can fit these other bits in and around 
to make it work for you in your routine. Yes, yeah, like the foundation, isn't it, of everything? I think the more you talk about it, the more I kind of think maybe the the biggest part of the gap between training and the industry, if there is, you know, if you feel there is one, mm. is that you've gone from you you are told about and know you're going into something that is quotation marks unstructured yeah but you're going from a structured environment and if you think about generally your life you will you know through the school if you've gone through a school system Mm. it's all structured it's all structured everything structure 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 we our society is structured on a basic nine to five yeah there's so much structure and then i'm sure there's many other other you know occupations which are unstructured but then you've gone through this majority of your life following routine and pattern mm. which is great and then all of a sudden it's like cool three auditions this week yeah three weeks down the line nothing's happening and the next day cool you've got a self-tape during tomorrow and that i think that is the gap yeah that's that, it and that's actually quite a hard thing to bridge in a, in a from a teaching perspective mm. i think because how can you teach people i mean you're not going to go wake them up at know six in the morning but okay guys yeah (laughs) it's not boot camp um but i actually think it's interesting because i mean it's hard to say because neither of us had a typical university experience like and Mm, i I say typical in the sense of in the modern day typical well it depending on what course you're going to be it's going to be different like in my in my eyes someone doing a doctorate course is going to be different to like an event planning course, like the the this structure and routine of those are going to be different. Yeah. So, and I don't know what either of those look like to comment. I don't know, but in my eyes, how I just I've seen my friends have gone off to university and whatever, is they have an extra element of freedom from high school or from school. So, like you you've moved into dorms, maybe, or even if you're living at home, you you've got a bit more flexibility where you can miss lectures and catch up on them you can yeah you 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 have a, a structure of the work that needs to be done but from my understanding you can do that in whichever way is best for you and whichever way you yeah. learn again if you've gone to university and that's wrong you can tell us but that that is my understanding of it where uh so maybe and then usually people who have gone to university and then go into jobs have then a structured job sort of like you either work nine to five or you mm. most of the time again that's very general not everyone well, you sort like of know that. where you're heading you know the direction yeah. you're going into you know sort of what company or business that you're you're working towards whereas it's just totally up yeah. in the air in some and regard what i was gonna say was for me i don't know what your acting was course was like but i went from a already like school being very structured anyway you've got your lessons and whatever like that's what it is to if not an even more structured longer day every day at college you know you you had all your set classes and they were non-negotiable you went to those classes unless you want to be killed like it's (laughs) that's just what it was and there was someone there to be like get up out of bed like you've got this class you've got to like yeah yeah and then suddenly to go into the complete opposite of that of like no one's going to be there to make you get up for ballet if you don't want it no one's going to make you go to that audition you have to do it yourself no one's going to make you go make new friends mm-hmm. you know in a world where you don't know anyone or yeah. get your job that's going to pay your bills or make you make that leap to go live where you want to live like it you 
you are not on your own but quote-unquote on your own in that sense that's how it feels you've got to suddenly motivate yourself to do all these things without any other external factors and on top of that motivate yourself in a world where it's like oh my god this is intense (laughs) you know (laughs) it is intense yeah no i think yeah you're spot on there i thank you (laughs) (laughs) i guess um another question i asked you which might just go into what we're chatting about um Mm -hmm. but what do you wish you'd known before you graduated now? Like, if you could go back and tell 18, 19-year-old Harry, 20-year-old Harry, I don't know how old you were when you graduated, 21? Uh, 21. 21? 21, I think, yeah. Something like that, 21, 22. Um, 47. 40, I was 47 years old. Um, <laughs> no. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> what do you wish you'd known then? What, do I wish what could I'd you? What would know. you tell yourself? Um, do you want me to go first while you think about it, or do you know? No, I think I would have told myself to just be, just go for it, like be brave, but be resilient as well. Because mm. I think that first, particularly moving to London, the first month or so, I found it really hard being in a position of like. I think I'd just done a commercial, so I was waiting for like uh, a buyout to come in. So I knew I had money coming in, but I didn't have any at the time. Yeah. And I was really struggling to like get a job. I felt like I was applying to multiple jobs every day. And when you're doing that and you're not getting anything back, it's it's really hard, especially when you feel like you're waiting for some money to come in. Yeah. You know, it's it's it was very difficult, and it you just need to be resilient and you know I think trust the the process like it everything came at the right time yeah. and then the next thing you know I was working multiple you know jobs that were not necessarily performance based but working two, two jobs and then the money came in it all, it happened, all happened just yeah. as it was kind of like I'm gonna pull my hair out here um I don't know if that would actually make it better for me, that, what I just said. <laughs> but I think to prepare yourself to just be like, okay, things are not going to go as you would perhaps expect them to. And you might need to, you know, but it's okay. throw a few curveballs or whatever. Yeah, it, it, will be, it will be okay. Yeah. I think particularly if you've got a support system of some sort, mm. that would be beneficial. Because yeah. had that not played out how it did, I would have been in a bit of a different scenario, you know? Yeah. Um, I think um, it's interesting as well just hearing you talk about that because we're we're talking about like the gap in terms of like your training and your 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 career as a mm. performer, but you've got to give yourself a bit of a break for everything else that goes into that. Like the you're suddenly going to be around different people and different energies. You're going to be in a different situation whether that be financially or like I don't this is such a silly thing but it's it's something to consider like have you been dating someone are you still dating them are you no longer dating them have you started dating someone else which is I know not necessarily relevant to training but it affects everything going on if that's a part of your life absolutely like Like, it's going to affect for example like you say if you've been in a relationship with someone you've been training with uh, and what if 
are you going to then move to a new city with that person? Yeah. Is that person staying where they are? Are you going to move on your own? Is that person decided, actually, I don't want to be a performer anymore. Yeah. I want to move back home with my friend. Like, and that's going to affect what you choose to do, potentially. Yeah. And that's obviously not necessarily related to you as a performer, but it will have such a big impact, potentially. Yeah. You know, maybe really an, an emotional period for you, mm. you know? I think... Maybe the reason I said that is because if, if I was to answer this question and go back and say something to myself then, I would be like, just chill a second. Just take a big, deep breath, you know. Mm. Things are changing, things are happening at a rapid speed and recognise more what what a big deal that is and like how well you're doing and rather than worrying about what isn't quite there yet or what isn't happening or trying to piece together a future that you don't know it's going to be. Like, I was always so worried about everyone else's opinion and mm. if I hadn't had got a job in a certain amount of time, what was it going to be like? Like, every class I went into, I was thinking, oh, my God, everyone thinks I'm rubbish when no one actually cares, they're all looking at themselves. Like, that kind of thing. I just wish I told myself to be like, chill there's no rush for anything you're not working on anyone else's time skill like you've just moved down to london for the first time I- experience that live that a bit be free stop putting so much pressure on yourself look after yourself you know mm-hmm. and everything else will fall into place how it's meant to be i feel maybe the, the when you say that's another part of it i've talked about the school system before mm. and one of the things i remember that you know talking about when you have prospective job interviews, did you ever do that kind of thing in classes towards maybe secondary secondary school towards the end? What, go for job interviews? Not go for job interviews, but they occasionally would do... I remember doing a few classes where they might prepare you, like, these are the kind of questions that might be asked. Maybe they did it in preparation to do things with the UCAS as well, like, what's your five-year plan? You know those kind of classic yeah. job interview questions? Personal development. Y- yeah. Yeah. It makes me think that if that's a part of your education that you've had, that's obviously clearly for me now still something that I remember. Um, then you you've you've gone off, you've done your training, whatever, and now you're in the real world. It's quite hard to. I think yes, as a performer, you might have something that you aspire to do, but the plan of getting there isn't necessarily, you know, a straight road. Yeah. And that road could go up, down through hills underground whatever do you know what I mean and the but, destination can change all the time as and well there's definitely forks in the road yeah multiple forks in the road and it's like all these how because you've sort of like I say I'm still aware of having that class whatever it was done at school and like five-year plan and I wouldn't how do you approach that kind of do you know what I mean? If that if that's somewhere in the back of your mind and you're kind of thinking, I need to, to try and direct this, mm. but I don't know which direction I'm meant to turn in, it's quite hard to kind of slow it all down and be like, whoa, Definitely. hang on a minute. Because you're kind of somewhat educated yeah. to <laughs> be like, I need to know what I'm doing and I don't know what's going on. Exactly. Which is actually okay. That's the thing. You, you, you're never going to build, as much as you might want to, you're never going to be able to force something to happen or no. whatever. The only thing you can control at any moment is yourself in that moment and what you do. So things like going to class, setting up a routine, mm-hmm. taking evenings off to hang out with your friends or sit in your room and watch Dance Moms and eat biscuits. No, maybe don't 
you know what I mean? Once you've got friends, do that once you've got some friends. <laughs> but whatever... More friends, that is. What, Hopefully you've got some already. <laughs> whatever it is that, you know, helps you to be your healthiest, happiest you is going to get you to where you want to be faster than it is being like, oh my God, I'm not there. I should be there. This is a process that all my friends have taken and this is how it's worked for them and it's not worked for me and now I'm a failure now. And now you're spiraling and now it's a, yeah, it's yeah. like that you just need to chill you've got time everything will work out and I I kind of feel if I could go back and say that to just graduating Zara I would have been like piss off you like, understand I'm you're stressed in my head. you're in my head because I feel that as well like it's it's all right now sitting here talking about what could have happened now we could yeah yeah, yeah. hindsight's but, a fine thing isn't it but yeah, I agree. I think Harry would have been the same. Like, yeah, slow down. But my money's about to run out, and I it don't is. know how I'm going to pay for my rent. Isn't this funny, Harry? Because we're not that we're in this situation now, but we we've taken a complete life turn, and we've yeah. set up our own business together. We've moved to a new city. We don't know. We're literally graduating us. Just in a different situation. We've moved to a new city. With we've, more experience and wisdom, obviously. <laughs> we've changed our routines. We've left all our friends, our families. or yeah. We've set up something new with a completely different sort of path. Mm. And even now we're like, oh, but it's not working how we thought it would work. And then all of a sudden <laughs> it, something happens and it's like, oh, it, like we just need to chill out. But it's, it's a good point, actually. But I think because actually what we do as well is we're actually very good at checking in on that yeah and like you know what let's just trust it and we yeah. definitely go through waves of that now being well i feel like that being a bit older going through waves as being like oh, okay i'm feeling anxious i'm feeling whatever and then all of a sudden you're like actually no it's all right mm. everything is okay you know making it work on the right track whatever uh I guess maybe it's teaching yourself that having the mental stamina mm. uh, and well-being to be able to do that is quite quite hard when it's unexpected. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially when you're young as well. Like I go back to that pod a while ago when I talked about being a two-year-old, three-year-old adult. Yeah. You know, you got that on top of it as well. It's just exactly. all these if different you're layers. Graduating isn't it? at twenty, you're just a newborn. You're, you're just. <laughs> You literally you haven't even found your hands oven. yet, you know, yeah. like yeah. crazy. I think actually on that note, that's a a, um, a good way to look at it as well, is that because everything's changing and everything's new and your sort of routine while you're training has changed, look at the positives in that in the sense that everyone's now on an even playing field again. Like, yeah, I, true. I, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like, or I spoke about it a minute ago, there was a sort of certain, like, dynamic where there was, like, you were streamed into certain groups based on your ability, you were put into different shows based on your, like, yeah. what, what those people at that time saw as your ability, but that isn't necessarily true when you go into the industry, and what I like so much about there being such a vast and wide industry is that there's something out there for everyone and there's a job out there for everyone and there's people and a community out there for everyone and you're suddenly on an even playing field where everyone can just go off and find what's right for them you're not suddenly shoved in that box and maybe I mean you can look at this from two perspectives I'm going to say if if you are a 
favorite at your current institution where you're training I say quote-unquote favorite but like if you're someone who's but front and center of every number like mm-hmm. you've left with whatever it's you're suddenly put into a world where there's like everyone's a favorite you know everyone yeah. in their own way has their own thing and it's like yeah. navigating that and I think in both senses it's a really good thing it's a really good opportunity for you to be like yeah I'm gonna follow who I am now and blossom out of that you know mm. yeah does that make sense yeah I think that's a really good thing it's a it's almost like a if if you wanted it to be as well, it's an opportunity to, you know, f- reinvent yourself. 100%. A bit like going to, you know, sometimes when people find that when they go to a university setting, that it's mm. like, okay, now I'm going to try out this, and you experiment. It's it's a new chapter in which you can do that. I think we both would agree. We believe you can do that whenever you want. You're not, you Definitely. know, you're not um, restricted to having to move to a new place or have a new big new experience or yeah midlife crisis whatever it may be you can do whatever you want Quarter whatever you your want life to. thank you very much all right yeah. i wasn't i wasn't saying <laughs> I'm you were joking, having one I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's funny anything else to say on that point Harry? Uh, no Where no no I'm, I'm scared to actually <laughs> <laughs> i just kidding with no, you no, no. Anyway, um, our last point here, which is actually a good one to talk about as well, and the sort of gap between training and the industry is mm-hmm. your your relationship with people such as agents, casting directors. Mm. Um, I I don't know about you again. I come from very much a competitive dance sort of environment where when you were training, the teachers were your teachers and they were you they were somewhat on a pedestal a bit where you're above you yeah yeah the same same no well it it appeared that way and we did learn from them they 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 were there to teach us and we learned everything we knew from them at that time um so i think what they said was gospel and as a dance course i feel like mt and acting were a bit different because I remember them commenting on this while we were training. They used to call dance course wet sponges and everyone else had a bit more <laughs> personality because we were a bit like, yes, yes, you want to, yeah. What do you want us to do? Yep, absolutely, we'll do that. Yep, um, yeah, yeah. Anything you want, yep. Yeah. You want us in that box? Okay, yep, yeah, fine. And we, we just sort of got trained in that way like mm. to to fit other people's narratives and um, boxes and like, whatever they were looking for or mm. we were taught to fit into that which is a good skill to have sometimes but yeah, I think that yeah but I think that doesn't necessarily translate when you move into the real world quote unquote real world and you're mm. you stop uh, training <laughs> you stop training and you get an agent and whatever you sort of have to develop a sense of self and a, a sense of self-worth in who you are enough to when you're going for jobs or whatever it is just even just going into your agency meetings in the first place to say this is who I am this is what Mm. I want and this is a collaborative relationship like we we are on equal playing fields I'm going to help you and you're going to help me and you know that's quite a jump I think to go from an institution where you're talked to to Mm. then leaving and being like now we're equals and we're you know even like I know I, I won't have come out yet I don't think but with Catherine no, yeah. she talks about um, 
I don't want to spoil it, but from a casting director's point, that they want you to go in and be really good because they need you as much as we need them, in a sense. And mm-hmm. it, I think maybe getting your head around that after being, uh, again, I'm talking about when I'm training, but it's very much like the teach, teacher's word was gospel. They chose who did what show, who did what part in what show, what line you were going to be in, what how you did, like everything was up to them so it was very much a different relationship to how it would be if it was in the industry because you have a bit more of a say you have a bit more of a a bit more control over what you do and don't do Mm. I think you're right I think it what it makes me think of is I so I agree with what you say that you sort of I've in particular viewed like these are my teachers these are people with experience and knowledge and whatever um and Sorry, Harry's giving me a dirty look because I was playing with the papers. What were you doing? I was just closing the book. Oh, is that what you wanted to? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you were saying. I was saying. <laughs> I was rudely interrupted. Sorry. Um, I also view teachers and or tutors, whatever, as like people with knowledge, wealth, and you kind of you appreciate that and mm-hmm. you're uh, absorbing all that. And like you said, they kind of like almost even though we were adults they were adults of another level that makes sense it it is in a sense because they know more than you at that time i i i kind of feel myself like clenching inside because i'm like they're not more than you as a person like as people on a human level you're the same but at that point they have more experience more knowledge more to give than you do yeah in the in the industry and then your whatever your chosen craft is yeah and i think Part of, for me, a, a transition that was kind of, you then feel like, how do I address this? Is that, for me, it was firstly meeting agents. It's like, these are people who want to collaborate with me in like a business sense. And I don't, I feel almost like I don't really know how to sort of talk to them. Mm. Because I'm so used to talking to tutors who are, I feel are, the people that I need to sort of um, yeah yeah. so it's kind of like all of a sudden I've got people talking to me like on the same level this is all probably really politically incorrect (laughs) way of describing it but I think as long as you understand the point yeah it's like all of a sudden I I feel like I'm I'm chatting to these people who I've uh, I I, how do I talk to you you're an agent you've got experience and things I don't know I feel like I feel like you're up there but actually you're talking to me as if you want me to uh, collaborate with you and and work with me and I'm like I, yeah of course I want this and I, but it's like I'm sort of being like yeah in sort of eager yet hesitant way of <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean it's just like you do, you sort of have to work out how you're going to navigate that new like I'm in this now mm. I'm doing it this is right you've got to step into those shoes almost exactly uh, yeah. And I think that's why it's so important, going back to what we said before, just to take a minute and be like, take a breath. Be like, yeah, I mm. this is this is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is, I'm in this new world. I'm going to experience it all for what it is. And like, we're not saying you you have to go into your first agent meeting and be a, have the, the perfect agent meeting and be this big business person who knows how to navigate these things. You learn as you do it. And I think just give yourself that space and freedom to do that without the pressure you know mm. um but is it it's 
it's important to acknowledge sort of that change, I guess, and yeah. go into it like sort of knowing that it, you're not in the same position you were. You've graduated, you're now getting a new world and a new sort of environment. And again, work out what those sort of business relationships are going to be to you. Because to some people, going into an agent meeting, they can be quite comfortable saying, I want to do X, Y, Z, I don't want to do anything else, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe you can go in and say, actually, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I, want, I know I want to do this, I want to do this. And maybe yeah. you want to do this? What do you think about this? Do you know what I mean? These, everyone's yeah. approach to those things are going to be different. And I think that's wonderful. I think that's... Absolutely, that's what makes the world go around, yeah. isn't it? So I think that's really good. I think what it makes me feel, now, we, now we've actually had the conversation, <laughs> is that I feel like just however you may be feeling in in this transitional period give yourself five minutes you'll be able to find five minutes somewhere and just like have a little check in yeah with yourself with where what's going on and being like okay <laughs> here's where i am here's what's happening right it's like a little moment to just yeah. pause life recenter yourself and then exactly. go back into what you need to do because you're capable of it and we've everyone you know has done it at some mm-hmm. stage in some form um so to give yourself a moment of okay right that's okay and i think that will give you a better mental place to then attack with mm-hmm. or or move forward with is maybe a better way of saying that but i agree yeah just mm-hmm. trusting trusting yourself and allowing yourself to pause for five minutes yeah. It's not very long. So <laughs> I think a good way to wrap this podcast up as well is don't be afraid to re- lean on others, rely on others, Correct. take a break. Yeah. Like whatever you need to do, if you need a week off, if you need to reach out to your mum and dad and say I'm having a really hard time, can you buy me a McDonald's? Or <laughs> that's such a stupid <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Whatever it looks like to you. Whether it would be reaching out to someone like like if you're worrying about something or about an addition or about something's not working for you, reaching out to someone like Harry and I and being like Yeah. Can you give me some advice on this, some clarity? I think everyone's just doing the exact same thing you are with the same worries the mm-hmm. same even if you think they're not You're not on they your are own. everyone is navigating this world and when you think you've navigated one bit you go on a fork in the road and you've got something else to navigate and we're all working it out together so right. i think lean on those around you reach out to those who you can and just keep being your awesome self yeah love that what a good way to end this pod thank you goodbye <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you so much for listening. I think um As always. Yeah, as always. Um this has been quite a good one. I've enjoyed this yeah, one. Yeah, I like actually. this one. It's been it's been fun. They're always fun, actually. Yes. But yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy- what sorry, yeah. what emoji shall we do this week? Emoji? Yeah, I'm gonna start this every week where um if oh. they, if they, it's like a little secret <laughs> language between us all. If you go over and comment a, an emoji on our social media, we'll know that you've listened. And a it's duck. like a duck. Okay, so is there even? Yeah, there is a duck emoji. Isn't I don't there? know. I've never used it, but I like to think there is. Well, if there's a duck emoji, yeah, there is. Go and comment it, um, and then it'll be like a little secret language because we know you've listened this far, and we will love you forever for it. But no one else <laughs> will know what it means, and they'll be like, "What are all these ducks for?" Yeah, this is. 
Well, yeah, I love ducks. So. What the duck? <laughs> Do you have to put this down as explicit content? <laughs> All That's our pods have been funny. so PG. What the duck is still pretty PG. Mm, no, I know. Just teasing. Um, <laughs> anyway, I hope you have a lovely rest of your Friday. If you're listening on Friday, a lovely weekend. If you're also listening on Friday, but just enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're doing. See you. See you next week. Next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) You have been listening to Tina Chat with Quartz Academy. If you have any questions or things you want to know, visit our website at www.quartzacademy.co.uk or email us info at quartzacademy.co.uk. You can also find us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening. We're so happy you're here. See you next week. Bye. Bye.